you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. On second down, Ryan out to his right. Has got a lot of grass in front of him, and now a touchdown. A rushing touchdown for Matt Ryan. That's the 10th of his career, first of the year. Falcons bring a blitz, a little fleet flicker, and Bridgewater throws. Touchdown, Curtis Samuel. Only one timeout left for Carolina. Flag on the play, and this is picked. Intercepted, and the defense makes a play. That's Bleedy Ray Wilson. Yes, the defense for the Falcons makes a play indeed, but not before making everybody sweat it out. They get it done, though. 25-17 over the Carolina Panthers in Charlotte. Atlanta has now won two of their last three games, and the Panthers now, after that great start, on a three-game losing streak. And I almost feel like I'm here, of course, this is Dan Hansis, with Greg Rosenthal. I almost feel like this should be a place for you and Mark Sessler to commiserate about mm. the beautiful Panthers and all that has suddenly gone wrong with them and have a little like a psych session together. But instead, we'll just do a more even-handed breakdown mm. of what happened on Thursday night. Your thoughts, Greg? Well, you can just be poking and prodding me about it, and then I can be defensive and come back, and that might be better podcasting. <laughs> I don't. I really don't I've been feel known that to way. Do that. I don't feel that way about the Panthers as a whole, or Matt Rule, or the team, because they're kind of where they should be, where I expected. I do feel that way about Teddy Bridgewater, though. Like I feel like I was uh, the parent watching like my kid move up to like the travel team or something. Like he gets to play. Everyone's watching him. It's like the everyone's watching Teddy Bridgewater tonight. And I just wanted him to play a representative game, and he ended up having. Uh, a few be- things go poorly for him. He didn't, you know, throw the ball great. I don't think he was seeing things too clearly. They cooked him up on a ton of blitzes, yeah, and um, that that really was the game to me. And he also suffered like a massive injury, uh, or uh, what looked like a massive injury, when he took a, a dirty shot to the head, and you thought he was out for the game. Then he came back in, and I was getting like Alex Smith coming in for Washington vibes. I was just like, don't nobody hit Teddy for the rest of this game and he ends the game on an ugly pick. So that I, I am I am weirdly emotionally invested. I don't know yeah, why. What we didn't see is a uh, trainer for the Panthers like shove a giant Toradel uh, needle into his uh, neck muscle to fix it so he could get back on the field because right. he was absolutely blasted there and I've slept wrong uh, you know overnight and woken up with a neck Injury where I like it, 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 it gave me issues for weeks at a time to see the angle at which he was hit. I mean, it, yeah, speaks to his toughness and also that's football. I mean, these guys are all kind of badasses to be able to play through what they play through. Uh, but you know, very strange on the Falcon side of things, Greg, because I was actually trying to document it in real time on Twitter today. Oh, like, I saw that was like, good. Yeah. Like deconstructing a Falcons meltdown before it actually happens. And it really <laughs> looked like I was going to have a document that people could come back to forever. I just want to set it up because it was all in real time. I think it started right off the gate when uh, Raheem, not feeling so young anymore, kicked a short field goal on fourth and inches 
in the on the first drive of the game. That was kind of indicative of some of the red zone failures that allowed Carolina to hang around in that game. Then you had the Todd Gurley touchdown in the second half, and then Koo missing the extra point. Very mm. Falcons-esque to keep it in an eight-point game. You're like, all right, that's going to come back to get him. Then you have Arthur Blank in his red velvet coat and the shot of him <laughs> looking sternly on the field. When has that ever gone wrong for the Falcons during a telecast? Then you had Todd Gurley, the guy that couldn't stay out of the end zone uh, last week, costing the Falcons a game against the Lions. Hop and hopping and skipping to get out of bounds on that? third down and stopping the clock with three minutes to play and giving Teddy and the Panthers every opportunity in the world. I, Greg, you and I were texting about that. It looked to me like he he chose. I don't want to get hit here, so I'm going to put that ahead of uh, not uh, of stopping the clock. So it looked almost like a business decision, or it could be the other thing, Greg, which is this guy just doesn't think right on the field. It- Either way, it's a bad look. It happens too much. There, there's a player too. It's not just that play at the goal line last week. There's a player too with Gurley. I, I've seen some um, some thoughts on Twitter that's like, "Ooh, rejuvenation season for Gurley." He's leading the league in touchdowns. I'm like, no, watch Mm-mm. this. He's never getting that six million dollar contract again. No, it's nothing personal. It's just not. It's not going to happen. And then finally, the third and seventeen after the Panthers get the ball back, DJ Moore somehow uh, gets open for a thirty or forty yard gain, and you think it's a done deal, but. To their credit, the Falcons, they uh, get the uh, the sack to back up Teddy, put them in a tough situation, and then they get the interception. So while all of it seemed like it was heading toward a very familiar Falcons ending, uh, let's give them some love in what's been a very tough year for closing this game out. Well, it's funny watch every Falcons game now. I don't, I don't know why I'm, just, I'm sort of fascinated by this team, but every Falcons game, the announcer does what Troy Aikman did all night, which is just like, well, if they had just won those three incredibly painful games, <laughs> this season would be different. But it, but it is true. Like they've been, in, they're not like the worst team. Like even if they had just won two of those three insane losses, they're four and four right now. And a lot of it is if you look at the difference between this game and the first Panthers game, uh, which I remember well because I had to cover it for our podcast is. Their whole secondary was hurt in that game. They're back, and so they're healthy. And now Raheem Morris feels a little more comfortable cooking up those blitzes and getting crazy. And uh, Teddy never came up with an answer. They never came up with an answer for that. Oh, and Julio Jones is back. I mean, Julio Jones, like, that makes a pretty big difference. Here's what Julio's done the last three weeks. Seven for 137 tonight, even though Calvin Ridley got hurt uh, in the second quarter. Eight for 97 last week. Eight for 137 the week before. I mean, yeah, it helps when your, like, first ballot Hall of Famer is out there with Matt Ryan and they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, he's he's still that elite dude. And that's why when you talk speculation about are the Falcons ready to blow it up, if Julio Jones was ever made available... Um, I would think a team that was looking for that final piece on offense would give up a first-round pick, even at his advanced age at his position, uh, or something close to it. Yeah, Ridley went out with that ankle injury, which is a bummer. He was off to another fast start, and he's been a guy that's been an automatic, you know, seven for 110 and a touchdown every week, it feels like. So uh, it's an ankle injury. You hope it's not something that, that stays with him. Brian Burns, I don't know what happened there. He's been a really big part of the Panthers' front seven. And he got a sack that got wiped out by penalty late in the game, and he was reaching on his back. It's kind of hard to tell what that was all about. So that's that's a big injury. He's a beast. He's that's why I'm not worried. You know, I think Panthers fans have to be happy with this season. Um, 
the progress. I mean, they're not going to be a sneaky playoff team. This game was kind of fun for a game now that we know the result that had like zero playoff implication. I mean, the Panthers are not going to be contending, but they like Burns looks like a top 10 defensive end in the league. That's how well he's playing. Jeremy Chin, Daniel Jeremiah's boy. We'll give him some love. Uh, there you go. After uh, we buried him in our preview show. Uh, he was so high on Jeremy Chin. Uh, who just won offensive rookie or defensive rookie of the month for the Panthers. So, you know, they've like found some things. They got to feel good about their coaching staff. Um, you mentioned Blank, though. What did you think about uh, Arthur Blank's look? The jacket, the, the velvet the jacket. jacket. It was a lot. I, don't I know, like, man. I mean, listen, he's an eccentric billionaire. He owns Home Depot. <laughs> I wasn't uh, into it. And uh, it's in the I, rain. I'm with it. You know, I like it because of the rain. I like that going, just going down onto the field. And essentially ruining the jacket is a flex in its own way. It's like, you know what? I can do this because it's nothing to me because I have a whole closet of these. Because so, he's well, got no one to tell him not to wear it. I, by the way, Falcons Wait, what's fans, wrong with it? I don't understand I don't what's know. wrong with it. It looked, looked kind of just crazy. See, if Cam I, Newton wears it, Greg, you're saying he looks cool and well, he's got the feather. Some people can you know. pull it. Some people can pull it off. I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, and by the way, Falcons fans, like last week, I made you know an Arthur Blank on the sideline joke the, that it's the worst, you know, the scariest six words in sports, and they're like, "Well, he does that every game." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, we get it, dude. Yeah, that's the point. We you, get it. You guys, you do it every game." Um, <laughs> any other uh, takeaways? From this ball game, Greg, I do want to point out that the um, Carolina Panthers defense, which, like as I mentioned, has a couple of players. Derek Brown looks good too. Last forced a punt um, late in the fourth quarter against the Chicago Bears in Week Five. That was the last time the Panthers' defense, who famously sort of got rid of every productive player that they had from a year ago in Luke Heakley retired and drafted all defense. And it's just like, as you would say uh, in the second, a bunch of ham and eggers. And it's like, it is coming home to roost a little bit. It's hard to go two and a half weeks without forcing a punt. I don't know if I've ever heard that. That is an insane stat. Uh, Just uh, cleaning things up. It looks like Brian Burns did return to the game. I missed that. So that's good news. For the Panthers, and uh, well, you know what? I just gotta say, Greg, I gotta say, you and Sessler are having a little fun at my expense, acting like the Panthers were uh, <laughs> this this all world okay. beating team. Uh, was, so, that was not true. They were fun. They were fun. Uh, and I was saying, my response was, I'm not rooting against the Panthers. I don't have any issues with Matt Rule. I like Matt Rule. He's a New York, New Jersey guy. Uh, but the idea that they were going to be this 12 and 14 just felt a little bit caught up in the moment because now they're three and five and they go to Kansas City next week and then they host the Bucks. So look out. No, they're done. I mean, watching them, they've overachieved. I, re- I truly never believed they would be a, tw- I thought they could maybe be you know, an eight, Mark and eight, eight and eight fun team. And, uh, my, my belief though in, in rule. And even their defensive coaching staff, who I, th- I think's done a pretty good job with, with, you know, is there. Like, I think they got a good foundation. I think you're just salty because because Matt Rule and Robbie Anderson could have been the could have been the combo with the Jets. They no, had a chance. I really, it's not, it's not that at all. I the Robbie thing annoys me, but I, I don't. I want to see him do well. I liked Robbie Anderson as a player, uh, and Rule. I like Matt Rule. I wish he was the Jets coach, sure. but it's not like it's like. We lost out on Bill Belichick, I guess was my point, because uh, I've done that, too, and that's not fun. Um, all right. Good stuff. Good talk. Next time you hear from us, it will be Sunday night, where we recap every 
Thursday game. And like Greg said, make sure you check out the Thursday preview show. Uh, Greg and Daniel Jeremiah uh, in a sneak attack for the ages really went back and forth. And then uh, DJ, who felt, you know, we talk about cornered animal games on the show. Like a cornered animal, he just started hitting out on everyone on the show. So, you know, character was exposed there. Um, but thank you for coming on the show, DJ. Uh, all right. That's it. Till Sunday night. go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you